My name's Chloe, and my pronouns are she, her, and welcome to this week's episode of Big Thoughts from a Small Spare. This week we will be exploring the world of habits. This has become a very lucrative area of self-development industry, and there's a reason why. Habits are hard to build, and yet oh so helpful. But you don't need me to tell you that. That's something we all know, and it's the reason why we spend so much goddamn money on courses and books that are supposed to help us build habits. I'm definitely one of those people. I watch Matt Diavella, Thomas Frank, Rowena Sai, amongst many others. I've bought courses. I've bought books. I've been looking to hack my habits for years. Now, thankfully my library has audiobooks that I can download and listen to, which means that last year when I really got into the whole habit thing, I didn't have to have an Audible subscription to get my hands on and quickly read a whole bunch of habit books. Although, I did use my Audible 7-day trial to download Charles Duhigg's The Power of Habit, which I think is what really got me started down this path as strongly as it did last year. But after listening to that, I needed more. So I got Atomic Habits by James Clear from my library next, and then Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker, which scared me into a sleep routine. I also completed a bunch of Skillshare courses and bought Matt Diavella's habit building course, which whilst it is really good, it was just an accessible way of putting the steps into action that other habit building books, courses, podcasts suggest. So now that you know my background with habit building and have an idea of the time I've spent learning about it, I'm going to say something that some of you might find controversial. We don't need any more habit building content. There are two strict habit building books that I would say are the only ones that have taught me anything new, and those are The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, mentioned earlier, and also mentioned earlier, Atomic Habits by James Clear. The Power of Habits gives a scientific approach to how habits are built and offers a a whole bunch of case studies to show the reader how habits are built and broken, and how the same rules apply for both positive and negative habits. He introduces the habit loop, which involves a cue, routine, and a reward. This is essentially the building block for every habit, and once you have that down, you're good on the habit building front. Of course, repetition is key, and it's more about the amount of times you execute this loop that will determine how successful you are in building this habit than the quality of those executions. James Clear builds on this in Atomic Habits. He breaks the habits down to their smallest parts to make them as manageable as possible. So, he gives the example of somebody building a gym habit. This person goes to the gym every day and touches the front door. That's all he does. Then walks away. And then he'll come back the next day, do the same thing again, just touch the front door and walk away. And after doing this enough times, he's built up the habit of going to the gym. And then he just starts going in. The hardest part about going to the gym is getting there. And by doing this, you make it second nature. Eventually, the person doing this gets the notion of, well, I'm already here, I might as well go in. And so the act of going to the gym becomes second nature and the most sensible option. It just makes sense. Habits to me are tools, much like how productivity is. They are there to make our lives easier and to help build the life we want for ourselves. Duhigg talks also about keystone habits. A keystone habit is something other habits form around. So, continuing with the idea of going to the gym, if you focus on that one, you may find that other habits you wanted to build and implement are coming naturally, such as drinking more water, eating healthier, getting more sleep, etc. These are habits that encourage the creation of smaller ones. In that vein, if you don't do one of these keystone habits, your other habits may fall away. 
So the day that you don't go to the gym, you might find yourself dehydrated and eating an entire packet of biscuits. To me, keystone habits seem a bit like a double-edged sword, but coming away from keystone habits and back to how habits are tools in our arsenal to help us live our best lives, I like to have two habits to anchor my week around. When I'm at home, this is family film night and bath night. Sadly, now that I'm at uni, I have lost both of those, and so I have to find new ones. But when I do have that those habits to fall back on, I find that whatever happens in between those tend to be okay. Saturday nights, my parents and I would watch a film from 7.30pm. That was designated time that I would spend with my parents, and, and we would do something as a group. And on Wednesday, I would have bath night. I would do a face mask, I would put on a film, and chill in the bath until the film was over. It gave me something midweek to anchor my week around, and those first three days of the week were always manageable no matter what happened, because I had that time on a Wednesday evening all to myself. It was wonderful. The closest thing I have to this at uni is Sunday night hair wash. I wash my hair once a week on a Sunday, and I have done so for pretty much a year at this point. I put a hair mask in, shave, maybe do a face mask, and then wash my hair. It's a lovely routine that lets me come back to myself and prepare for the coming week. Something like this I find is so necessary and is a habit I think I would be lost without. So, we know how to build habits. Cue routine reward. We've been doing it for millennia. And so this trend of people profiting off of something we know how to do is absolutely wild. The self-development industry is wildly toxic anyway. And so the fact that we are actively encouraging people to profit off of something we all know what to do is insane. Also, as a side note, most of those people profiting off of us buying into their habit building courses are white men. But yes, habits can be difficult to build. They're not impossible. All we need is repetition and patience. Nothing can become a habit overnight. And I think we all know this. So... I'm going to blame the boomers for this one. Most of the self-development and habits industry is filled with millennials and older Gen Z. Is the millennials, perhaps? And who raised them? A whole bunch of boomers. Some Gen X, but mostly boomers. They were our primary school teachers. They were the ones who told us to go after instant gratification, and because of instant gratification, we get frustrated when we don't have a five-day-a-week gym habit after one gym session. But we also need to acknowledge that instant gratification is bullshit and is harming us in more areas of our lives than just our habits. We need to recognize that one failed attempt is not a failure and we need to just pick ourselves up and try again. My gym slash workout routine can take a backseat for months at a time, but I always come back to it. I have not failed because I've stopped doing it for a while. It was on pause. Not doing something and feeling like shit because of that isn't really a sustainable option. Think of it instead as you put something on pause and you're coming back to it the next chance you get. The only time we can never do something again is when we are dead. No matter how you have to come back to something, how long it takes you to come back to something, the important thing is that you did come back to it. Nothing else matters. You can build meaningful and sustainable habit. You have the ability to. All you need is grace. Like I said last week, Give yourself some grace. You would be amazed what happens when you're kind to yourself and stop expecting yourself to cure cancer when that's not even your field of interest or expertise. You've got this. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Big Thoughts from a Small Speck. My name's Chloe, my pronouns are she, her, and next week we will be exploring the idea of social constructs. (laughs) 